The Boiled Sports Podcast Network is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. Go to homefieldapparel.com and enter Boiled23 to get 15% off your first order. Homefield Apparel, wear one for the team. And by AJ's Burgers and Beef on Vine Street in West Lafayette. Visit eatajs.com to order or just stop in. AJ's Burgers, Beef, Beer. Guy says to me, those pants can't fit you. Those got to be your wife's. <laughs> hey, man, I was going to do the same thing. I hate this. I hate this so much. No, no, no. I would like you all to be quiet for a moment. Okay. One, a two. You know what to do. Gosh, it's so bad. I'm telling you, you missed. The, the worst part is him whispering the song with everybody. That was a different part. He doesn't want to overshadow them. He wants you to hear them singing. Oh, it's. It's He's really supremely weird. weird. Everything yeah. about IU football right now. Welcome to the IU handsome hour. Uh, uh, oh, look, Ben's first, but he's really not first. Come up on, yours, ben. ben, in your face. Yeah, you can't. You can't say first unless you're first. It's got to be capital F. Apparently, Alex two. has his microphone up too high, or his output, not his microphone. The microphone would be what gives the noise, not what. Right. Let me start again. Ah, uh, yes. It's the, the handsome t- hour. T- <laughs> it's oh. Now what's happening for me is I can hear Anish, but the video of him is delayed, so it doesn't awesome. look. It's like it's like kung fu movies where he's talking, but the I'm mouth dubbed. isn't really. I'm yeah. overdubbed. That's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> That's great. It's the handsome hour with Jay Boiler Dowd and Anish. Got to get that part in so people know who we are. If they're not watching, if they're listening, they have to know these voices. Um, we start off as always talking about IU football um, because man, that is a weird black jerseys. The promo picture with the guy holding a hammer. Hammer. Uh, a sledgehammer. Not just and then the they came out to Back in Black. What is going uh, on down there? And then they then they tried really hard to lose to Akron. Right. Whew. Man. By the way, uh, our, our buddy Mohel93 checks in just to tell us he's going to bed. Well, good night, buddy. <laughs> good night, sweetie. You sleep. You sleep. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I would I had a clock radio, an old school, you know, the old, like, you probably could still use it today. Like, it still would work. Um, and it had the little timer, so you, like you could put a radio on for 59 minutes, I think is what it defaulted yeah. to. And I would put on sports talk radio when I was going uh-huh. to sleep because yep. I was an idiot even then. Yep. And so nothing he should like do that smooth, with us. Nothing like the smooth sounds of Mad Dog. To exactly. Well, Mad Dog, no, no, no. Mad Dog was drive time. I didn't like uh, – I didn't. my dad listened to them, but I did not listen to them. I did not like them. But, no, the late night guys were weirder, man, because if you were doing overnight sports talk radio – that's that was a weird. So you ever get into that that weird? Um, what's the UFO and uh, supernatural stuff late at night? <laughs> I didn't ever get into that. Holy no. moly, is that a? <laughs> you don't want to listen. You to always that. think like the radio station is like, well, we need to got some open some air time. time. Yeah. Yes. That's why I thought. That's why I reached out to Lafayette area radio stations once, and then lost steam on that one too. But I said, you know, well, we do all a of show. our best ideas are half baked. Well, they're good ideas. It's actually doing anything with them once we have You're the, the idea. ideas, man. Yeah, I'm an ideas guy. Exactly. I don't know how to make anything happen, but I was no. like, there's got to be like a ideas. two to three a.m. window and some Lafayette radio radio station or East Lafayette radio station where they could put this show on, and it would be better than whatever's on. I can 
I can. This is a good show, guys. I, I've said it to you guys before. It's a good show. Robert Gill knows what I'm talking about. WFAN late night. That's what yeah, it was. It was. It was. <clears throat> I knew all the guys that were on overnight. A couple of them are still around. Most are gone now because. Been gone over. like dead or gone? Yes, yeah. I think some are dead. Some were on too. Because once you get New York, you don't stop. You don't give it up. Um, no. So Ben Carnahan asked if Poppins is in the Handsome Hour House, and I think he told me he plays hockey on Monday nights, right? I don't think he can listen live. I think he was very, very sad about that. CJ Poppins cooked us dinner tonight because I still had the leftover Man. pork, the pulled pork from the tailgate. Shout I would recommend you have CJ Poppins, Chris Harder, at your tailgate as often as possible. <laughs> he's, if, he's an amazing Book him host. for your next tailgate is what I'm saying. Because, <laughs> man... That homemade mac and cheese, dude, it was great. It had the, and if you tell anybody who likes homemade mac and cheese, you just describe it with the. It's got like like that crusting crust, and then it's top. got the, the but the, but underneath think, it was so buttery and creamy. But it he was puts, he puts like a couple pounds of chopped up bacon in it. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Bacon's brilliant. never made anything worse. No. So, man, we wrap so shrimp in it. It's a cheat code. <laughs> it is. Oh, it was so good. It was a good tailgate. It's great weather. Uh, it was Everything, fun being back like, on campus. Like it's it a was, recurring theme this year, Anish. But the tailgates are where things seem to peak. Is we're peaking, man. We're then, peaking T minus one is, hour before the game. That is the best. Boom, perfect. We put everything away, and the best thing to do would be just to drive back home right then. Well, so yeah. the the problem is if we go to like AJ's beforehand, that would still be peaking. So we would have to just get out of bed. We'd have to pull the boiler yeah. down, just get out of bed, drive in, just drive our cars into Ross Aid. Watch bed. the game from the Tiller Tunnel, and then just boom, out. boom That's out. the only way. Efficiency works. visits. <laughs> Something I, about I I did a boom out. I just did my exit. I was done. yeah. You're yeah. annual. You do that. You do this annually. Once a year, a game will piss you but off. I was so mad. The only reason I didn't go earlier is my son was a mean. He didn't want to. I would have left earlier. He but, could. You could have dumped him with us. We I thought about it. Right. Yeah. I thought about it. I thought about go sit with Uncle Anish. That's fine. <laughs> Greg McManus, nobody ever drives into Ross Aid. No one, nobody. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> well done. It's good. Well done. It's great. Oh, we already have a question we should address. Boiler Bruss says, Did you enjoy the Friday night game or prefer Saturday? I, I would have wins. I would have preferred a win on yeah. Friday night because mm-hmm. then it gives you Saturday to enjoy, to mm-hmm. travel. It gives you the extra I recovery day. You remember watch the games. The Ohio win under Brom. Uh huh. When it was a fun night, it was a Friday night, they won, and then the rest of your weekend was just happy. Oh, you didn't so care what better. happened. Because you were yeah. like, this is great. My team's already done. And they were so, showing the trick. They had multiple trick plays in that game, too. That, that was, was back. Peak, that was, uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of peaking early, that was just of, like Louis. Peaking of trick plays. Peaking of speaking early. early. <laughs> peaking of speaking early. It's like Louisville this year. They're maxing out on their – they're using up all of their uh, trick play reservoirs. And they play on not allowed to use them again. They're going to be four – are they – are they already 4-0? I think they yeah, are. They're 4-0. Barely, but yeah. Doesn't matter, man. No, I'll it doesn't barely. matter at all. It's like it all those great. things people used to say. Would you take uh 12-0 if you never if you got to duck the tough? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Play the <laughs> easiest Absolutely. schedule in the world. Give me a max schedule. Double digit yeah. wins in the left column. It's, That's again, good. we always say this. It's like winning there. the lottery. I'll try it once. I'll try. I know that yeah, everybody right. says it's a pain, but like, yeah, I'll try. Well, it. it's like, yeah. Well, I only play the Powerball. I don't play those like, you know, state small ones. Right. Yeah, whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. Having some audio difficulties. All right, I'm back. God dang it! <laughs> Too many wires here. Too many wires. I it was, the, you know, there it is. 
It was the standard Wisconsin game. See, this is what I know mm. Boiler Dad was going in, the uh, ever optimist of the group. Yeah. And and again, I I save all of my optimism for Purdue Final Four hopes. I know that we're going to go to one soon. I know Matt Pater's it's taking a us. Similar, I cannot, very close. Those two teams I know, are very close. It's the flip side of it. I cannot see a win against Wisconsin ever because but the you first can see a Purdue. Final Four? But yeah, because the first Purdue Wisconsin game that I remember really is the fumble. Like the other ones never really registered. They weren't Wisconsin wasn't good enough. Well, that's I when didn't the whole care. that's when it all began. That's literally that's when it began. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Yep. The, the program. It's all and so done. because the other ones I'd pay attention to the IU games, the Notre Dame games as a kid, like trash right. talk with my friends. But right. Wisconsin, Wisconsin was, was just another team. It was just it another team where you won sometimes, you lost sometimes. To me, that was like it was like Minnesota for years. Where yeah, some years they scored fifty well, on you, some years you scored fifty on them. Didn't Coletto did it twice. After Al, and uh, this was after Alvarez. Coletto did it twice. Wow, that, that right did, there. You can just stop and then just say, "How stupid <laughs> is this?" Tiller Era. did it three times. The fumble happened, and then that's all she and did. Then no one's done it since. But Tiller not I, only did it three times, but in the losses, they were magnificent. They had the one in close. Madison where Breeze threw the ball seven thousand sixty-eight times or something. No, no, right? no. I think it was over eighty. Was no. I think. I'll look it up. Really? You keep your thought going. Okay, but that game, it was a loss, and it was awesome. That game was so much fun. That was the one where Chris Daniels had two hundred something yards receiving by himself. I think that's right. That yes. was yes. Uh, was that Boys. was that the win or was that two? Nineteen ninety-eight. They lost. Nineteen ninety-eight. Fifty-five of eighty-three. Incredible. How sore must his arm be? He completed fifty-five. Yeah, that's what they asked him. Was it like and still pitching? had twenty-eight incompletions twenty-five years ago? Like this is in the past generation of yeah. football, right? I mean, like this. It's just right. not. That one, I yeah, the, that one at least I you know the is a is a often one before the fumble that I that you go back to in the highlights of, but like before that I just I have never been a diehard, and seen a Wisconsin win so I can't I don't know it how do I do this how do I function I can't tell me about the final fours you've seen I hey I'll see I it is much more likely to me that a Wisconsin win I don't see well, I don't that's not the way that. you just put you just described it as I've not seen it so. right so. Do you remember I've 1980? Is that why? I've seen Purdue good enough to do it. I don't oh, see no, Purdue. No, no. You've seen I've... Purdue good enough to beat Wisconsin, too. Well, uh, maybe once under Brom. I will go back. No, 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 no. I will go back to something I've said in a previous handsome hour. you got to repeat these things sometimes because sometimes the audience changes. To beat Wisconsin football, you need one good night. To go to the Final Four, you need four good nights. Play to your seed. I can I can see that. Yeah, see, but this is how crazy Wisconsin win is. We're talking about this with go like on the other side of going to a final four. Yeah. It's like, man, this is gonna be the worst that they're gonna be under. Guess Fickle. what? I now have been convinced oh, that yeah. the one's ever gonna happen again. So <laughs> Yeah. I thought I didn't think I've that been one over. I, I just I'll I just thought kinda... that I didn't think you were gonna say that on the air. I thought you were gonna you were gonna maintain your save it for us. Remarkably positive, positive yeah. demeanor and sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I like real. Came out of character. Sorry, I think it's, it's great because well, you 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 feel that way, and yet during the night session on Saturday, you messaged all of us and said, "Man, guys, Minnesota, Northwestern, Michigan State are all on the table for for, for this Purdue team." Oh, I, I uh, think that's, I, I think that's yeah. true. IU, yes, sorry, but, yeah, but so is Michigan State at this point. They're a disaster. State Purdue doesn't play State. This doesn't year. play them sadly. Sadly, Do they not? I know. Okay. Yeah, no. Instead, we get Michigan. Instead, we get oh, Michigan, right. Ohio State. The, the, by the way, this October, guys, 
It's tough. Oh, I told you oh, yeah. the, the over under. Yeah. What did I tell you? Before, September so, was bad. October's were up much. I, I'm much glad better. I got off to this good start. I gave you. Yeah. I gave it to you the uh, preseason. The over under in the first quarter or the first third that I gave you was one and a half. The over under yeah. in the middle was half, and the over under on the last was two and a half. That was what I. That is how I presented this mm-hmm. to you yeah. in the preseason in the in the week before, and we're. It, it is what it is. This, uh, this is why when we were going through the season and we were saying all of these are winnable games, sure, these are the only winnable games. And if you win all of them, you get to a bowl. But that's usually not how it works. No. Usually if those are the winnable games, you're, you know, there's one that you drop, one or two that you drop from there that you don't expect. The coin flip games are 50-50. And maybe there's one that you grab that you're not expecting. But, like, this is the problem with this schedule. You know, a lot of people are talking about the – many people are talking – many people many are people saying – a lot of people are saying that Purdue should start scheduling cupcakes again, which I get. I understand. But yeah. it was just the 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 home and homes that were owed, came, like, you know, lined up perfectly with this complete change for – you know, change in systems and change in coaches and change in philosophies. And even if Brown would have stayed a change in uh, uh, roster era. Right. And so, you know, you end up with one team, I think one team Fresno entering the top 25, Wisconsin and um, uh, uh, who was, Oh, Syracuse Syracuse, receiving votes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And Purdue beat Virginia tech. Who's absolutely awful. Yeah. If, Schrader yeah, stays, if Schrader stays healthy, Syracuse will win eight games. I think so. Yeah. I mean, they more, don't they? Right. But the way he right. plays, I don't know. Um, by the way, yeah. speaking That's of that, they had a problem last year. So I was looking this up. It's interesting you made that point, and you should probably, you know, could they go back to scheduling cupcakes? Now, more than ever, the schedules are subject to change because nobody knows what's happening Points in the next couple of years. They, but the things that do seem locked on the schedule are the non-conference games. And next year, they do start with Indiana State, which is something but then they play at notre dame at home and then they go to oregon state Wee! Wee, so oh that's a good one and i it made me remember they actually beat oregon state at home to start right. the season a couple years right. ago which somehow slipped out of my mind because they didn't start that strong usually under bra or under anyone um but they did win that game but that was before oregon state. that was a game the oh, funny man. thing is everybody was like oh you should beat them anyway i'm like that's a bull team and they were a bull team yep, yep. they were it's not bad hard to beat it's hard to beat anybody but it's especially for jeff brom and, and the pre-con like sometimes like <laughs> yeah is it uh brom september what is it brom vember brom vember is the good one yeah. i don't know what brom said brom september is the yeah. bad one yeah um yeah. not anymore and that so i well i mean like I, I suppose we can talk about the game i suppose we can talk we about could. like I, not cover it like again to talk about it's just like yeah, like like Bully Dad was saying in the in the quick cast afterwards. Was life great. was shown like you know in the middle quarters. Right. You know, third quarter looked looked yeah, good. Yeah. The beginning but, of the fourth but, quarter looked good, but it's like yeah. the first eight minutes, the last eight minutes just didn't. I, how, I figured I, something out at the end of the third quarter. I figured they they got them right where they want them. I made this joke in the stadium. If they play like an eight or nine quarter game, they could have gotten yeah. at that same rate. Oh, I'm sure so, Purdue would have held. I'm sure Purdue would have held up against. Uh, the oh, big no bodies problem. of Wisconsin. No well, I mean, I thought you, I, I, again, I thought you gave good, a good um, perspective on it in your in your wrap up. In that, how does a team knowing that history come out that flat? That was a really good observation because I was struggling with that. I'm like, what's happening here? There's because Purdue's not 
as good as some of these teams, but they're not, they don't, not that bad to fall behind the way they did. Like well, that they looked, looked horrible. They, they, they looked, horrible. The, the game plan was so bad. Like and adjustments, then, adjustments were good though. Adjustments but they were good, but adjustments were like what they should have done. But right I think, away. I don't think they did. Here's my observation though, from when they made it look like, Oh, Wisconsin's, you know, there's not superhuman. Look at that. And if you're not down 21 to three, the way they played in the third quarter, you're like, Ooh, this is definitely a game. If that doesn't what, but my observation there was there was nothing super inventive or crazy about the play calling. They, they ran the ball successfully with Tyron Tracy. Right. Mm-hmm. They made some, I mean, card didn't have a great game and tempo. No, no card actually played. He had some pretty bad throws. He, he some well, the one interception that was not an interference was I, I don't even understand what happened. It was one I don't of the either. worst it throws I've ever like seen. He thought the receiver was going to run. That must. I think that's was. exactly. I, I think it was threw a, a strike breaking the wrong the DB. way. And it, um, it was just you misread the defense. That'll happen. You know what I mean? That's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, okay. he looked okay. He looked okay this last game. But when Purdue played with pace and again played between the twenties or played between the fifteens, you know, looked. Like they could move the ball, right? Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, the first two drives, it was field position that kind of didn't allow Purdue to move the ball at all, and you had to instantly punt the ball away. And then all of a sudden, it was the same kind and of then... gashing. You're not spying the quarterback. The DBs are kind you know. Is this, it, is this least... coaching staff going to realize that these teams do watch film? Because Wisconsin clearly went to school oh. on Purdue. Oh, yeah. On Purdue's defense. Like I don't think Mordecai is Garrett Schrader. I don't think no, that's his no. Game they don't. They don't the run that. That. But no. the three quarterbacks that they played in their three losses, along with Mikey Keene, they're not bad quarterbacks. Oh no, like, they're not. You know what no, I mean? Mordecai's like, good. He's he's all a good three Big the Ten teams quarterback. Are good. All three quarterbacks are good, right? Yeah. Right. And if you're gonna not, if you're gonna, get, I mean, again, not for the first time, the line, the offensive line of the opponent gave their quarterback an ungodly amount of time. I mean, when you can go through all your reads. Then go through them multiple again, times. It felt, and like then it. decide to run like, and you're still not touched. Like that's amazing. Well, one one thing about that. Speaking of going through their reads or or not being touched, Purdue had the exact opposite. Right, no time to go through reads, no time to. I mean, even when Card was, you know, trying to step up in the pocket, he couldn't effectively do that because it wasn't just collapse from the back. The pocket would collapse up the middle too. He ran the ball, what, 11 or 13 times, something like that. And so many of those times were not designed. It was just him running for his life. The offensive line, that that was their worst performance, even worse than they, when they were bandaged together and they had the fourth fourth or fifth I, center play in the game. Listen, it's, it, it was a bad game. Bad game. So line. game plan, you would, you, you know, to be fair, like um, uh, Walters was saying even in the post game, like he was shocked at how flat the – team came out and then they kind of came out again so you know yeah, at least he's not at least he's not trying to paper over it right? no he's he not but that but this but this it's is like i gotta... bet i bet him saying i'm shocked is like fingernails on the chalkboard for the people that are impatient of course i mean like because he's saying it a lot that's well, my point. he's saying i didn't yeah. see that coming i was surprised at this i was shocked at that and this is the whole thing, Anish, we can roll this right in, or we can talk more of the game, but we can Let's... roll this right into the point that you and I made not on uh, not being recorded, was that as Purdue fans deal with the growing pains of a new coach, Notre Dame is also dealing with this. So this well, isn't something that's yeah. completely outlandish. We'll, We're watching, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a big point. I think that idea 
that Marcus Freeman is actually learning on the job tells you that uh, Swarbrick, right, is, is, mm-hmm. I think retiring next year, um, is he also saw the upside was greater than going through the whole thing and saying, okay, we're going to go throw a billion dollars in this guy's feet because we think it's a better, better bet. He thought, okay, we'll take our lumps. What did Notre Dame have six losses last year? Is that right? No. So they no. said, I also thought Five? that Jay money and I were talking about this offline at the, at the tailgate about the same thing. Yeah. And we looked it up. Notre Dame won nine games. It's fun when yeah. your bad seasons are nine games. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I and the, that's the other thing for Freeman, and we'll get to this section of the. Did they lose them all in the first half of the season? They, they, they lost they, two, they, the they, first two, I think. I, yeah. they, I, I think they they opened zero and three or one and three. I think one and two. Like that. Yeah. One yeah. and two, and then you know, well, we then they were they ready. Here we go. Yeah. Are you saying? What? It's exactly exactly our favorite Marcus Freeman. The two things. So, I would like to call the coaches out just to be just to say like. Well, I think you know, keep you, going. I, I think we started, and I think you need keep going. you need a more creative play like creative play calling when you know that the roster in certain areas is deficient, right? Particularly, and you know, for for Harold again, I'm not completely against Harold. There are times when the offense is clicking. There were a I think it was in the third quarter when tempo was high. And it was just moving down the field. Everything was looking great. Maybe this was in the second quarter. And it was like, this is what this is what we should be doing. We shouldn't be allowing Wisconsin to reset their defense. We should be move, like moving on momentum. All of these things are good. What's the thing? The air raid offense actually plays itself into being playing with pace. Attack I just spaces. don't understand why why we haven't seen more of that. You've seen it like three times this season, it seems like, where they've just been like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to run quickly. Uh, you have to, they have to change a couple things to to, but the to make the season successful. Have the to. the uh, pretending like this offensive line can sustain a traditional running game to complement that air raid is something that we can't do anymore. But it's not um, it's not a bit. Here's the problem, and this comes down to the assessment of the talent at hand. It's not just. It's not just Walters. It's Walters, Harold, Kane, and everybody else. They're all saying the same things when you hear them talk to the press in the last two weeks, and that is, we've looked good in practice. The reason you look good in practice is you're playing against yourself. Well, and when you're I, going against so, teams that are big and strong and fast, it's a different ballgame. But there are there, – so there are specifically two places, cornerback and left tackle – where I don't understand even how they could look I, I, like Purdue has really good players on the other side of those two players. And I don't like, you know, not the starter, not the starting cornerback, but you know, it's no secret that Cam Allen has had struggles this year. It's no secret that Musa has had some really difficult times starting the year and the people across from them, the slot receivers and the edge rushers are really good at, like Purdue has really good players there. So I also struggle to see how how they aren't struggling in practice if they are squaring off against good players. And that's the other thing is like you you need you know you need to scheme around them. Um and at this point it is kind of costing you. Like every everybody's part in this is kind of costing, right? Yeah, it's 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 a confluence of of nothing really going the way it should be going, right? There hasn't been a progression of Hudson Card getting comfortable yet. We haven't seen that. I I've, I mean the the hardest thing for me is when people are so short sighted that they're saying, "Well, I guess Card isn't that good," or "I guess Walters isn't that good." I'm like, 
I just don't, I don't even like thinking that way. I just don't know how you have the crystal ball to tell that yet. That's it. Yeah. It's very, very early. It's very, I, early. you don't, I, you made a good um, point of this in the quick cast or no, maybe in the pregame or something like that, which was um, you don't get points for calling this early. You just sound like yeah. a jerk. Like you right. just sound like an ass. Yeah. It, like you don't get, and none of your friends this. are gonna be like, yep. Good job. Excellent. Good job. You, you win. You bailed on this whole thing. You bailed go before bet. anybody else. Exactly. You can go bet the <laughs> under. You can be congratulated that way. But like, right, you don't right. get credit from Purdue fans for jumping three games in, four games in. Well, then um, what are you? What are you doing? What kind of? What are you doing as a fan? I don't even understand. I, I, that's like, a, that's the thing I get. I just you're living a miserable life. But there are tons of people, and I keep seeing on. I see it on Twitter more than anything. Just how miserable weird. some people are. They want to be miserable, and they want you to be miserable. It's Twitter's not such a happy place usually. I'm surprised that that's what you're. Yeah, isn't that wild? Um, I, I, but I also not only what are you doing as a fan, but like, what, what years of Purdue football have you been watching where you are expecting only good things to happen and no growing pains ever. Right. I'm just curious. To me, there are so many people who are like, I was expecting a rebuild year, but I was expecting six and six. And I'm like, okay, okay. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you have been following Purdue. No time in the history of Purdue football has six and six been the rebuild year has six and six been a reload year a reset of expectations first year year is what people are pointing at because they went six and six in the regular season and it was you know his first year it's legitimately that's what but I'm just answering your question that's what they're seeing as that's an acceptable rebuild that was so far beyond our expectations yeah anybody who says they did yeah yeah, that absolutely. wasn't a baseline of expectation. We were though. blown away that that happened. We were blown away that six wins would happen. And at the, in preseason, I said the same thing. I would be blown away if we reached a bowl game. And I know that we were trying to – we saw the path towards it, but it was like – Buckle up, we, buddy. We knew that growing pains would, would happen here. Um, and the other side of this is that Brom also had two win and four win seasons. This is yeah one and, of them the, the COVID year I I yeah, always throw it just out just throw it out just yeah. throw it out yeah, yeah. Um, but the four win season afterwards yeah yeah the four win season afterwards it was the only year I think with both David Bell and Rondell Moore was that the COVID year um, anyway it was like at no point is it you have to win six games or it's a failure maybe you can count maybe you can say the very very small prime window of Tiller where six wins would have been a disappointment. Well, but that Motor being City said, that Boiler, was the peak. That's the peak of the he, program. He, he says this for Taylor, Motor City Boiler says Tiller's first year is beyond expectations too, obviously. Yes, fair. That was 1997. So you're dating yourself a little there, buddy. That was 26 years ago. So but, you got to be here, hold 35. On. Can, I, can I talk 40? about the, the list? Remember that? Can I, oh, can yeah. I talk we, about this? I actually, we're going to oh, go into, we, we, have, we Man, joke about that, the Boiled Sports Analyst. Look at that, that's not anomalous. So, so for those of you who think that Analysis and, notes. and data is only done on spreadsheets. Before computers, there were there were um, or were they green? Uh, my dad was an accountant. I should know this. Those pads that they yeah. accountants used yeah. um, ledgers, and that's basically how Boiler Dot does his analytics. It work. Is. He does it, it still is. with a pencil, like a man. Yeah, and you know, he's, like, he's nope. got the green. Voice. He only has the computer for this show. He doesn't. People don't know that. He no, builds every everything's done analog out of random pieces of plastic around his house. Right. That's my phone has a, has a rotary dial. 
a rotary dial cell phone. They're very hard to find. They're but harder they're, to find, but they're but worth. There's it a certain fun. retro element to it. Very durable. Man, when he has to make a quick call to like an Uber, man, that's sorry. Does anybody even know the joke I'm making about pulse dialing? And you didn't have pulse dialing, did you? I had, but like no, I like we when you would visit the home of old people, but not growing up as a human, no. I had a I had a pulse phone, but I had a pulse phone that you know was a yes, and you dial it, and then you had to wait for all the numbers to listen like it was a rotary phone. So that was there in India, like when we were doing that in India, you'd have to wait for the pulses before you hit. Hated when they had a nine in their number because you're like, oh, Christmas. BS Analytics desk boiler doubt. Okay, okay, so I think this is important, but the problem is it might put you if you're an optimist, you may be put in on the other side if you listen. But I, I thought there are a couple things to look at. Okay. When we look back to the history of Purdue coaches, and I'm going to call this, is it fair to say 1978 is recent history? Not anymore. No. No. Okay. Okay. So I went back pretty far. That's my point. Okay. Um, I think, uh, what percentage of our, our listeners, I know we have some, which I love it. My dad comes on here. My uncle comes on here. Um, that remember back into the sixties, but I would say we're dealing with the majority of people here only remember back that far, right? 78 is pretty far back, right? So Jim Young, okay. And a lot of people, a lot of people didn't start their, their fandom of Purdue until they're in college like you, Jay. Right. So, I mean, that, that shortens your memory of what, what Purdue. Sadly, it's still 30 years, but exactly. (laughs) <laughs> That's the thing, you know, you talked about everybody dating themselves. So I'm going to go back to Jim Young's hiring, okay? And I looked at a couple things that were important here. I looked at the age of the coach, did they have previous head coaching experience, and then the first three seasons, okay? And I think mm-hmm. this is interesting. To see. So Jim Young, 1978, I believe, um, he was a head coach at Arizona before he came to Purdue. He's 41 years old when he started, okay? Five and six, followed by nine, two, and one, and then 10 and two. Okay. And I only, I didn't go into the, in any further, but the whole point is those first three years usually tell you a pretty good chunk. Four okay. losses over two years. Right. A hero. Right. But he had, he was five and six first year. Right. So that's a big deal. Okay. Leon Burtonette, who I remember Burtonette. Well, uh, that's Jim Everett. That's like my favorite, you mm-hmm. know, middle school type, you know, or early just before middle school, Jim Everett. Uh, he was 39 years old when he was hired. This is crazy to me that he was that young. Uh, he had no head coaching experience. He was hired off Purdue uh, previous coaching staff. This is who, Burnett or Young? Who's Burnett. this? Burnett. Burnett. Three and eight to start off. Then he went way up to three, seven, and one. Nice. And then had the magic season seven and five with Everett slinging the ball, took him to the Peach Bowl. They lost to Virginia. Okay. So they went to one bowl. Uh, young went to two bowls, I think, in those first three years. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he had Blue Bonnet and Turn mm. cotton? No, it's not cotton. Blue bonnet. Somebody can tell me of it. Um, so then uh another team I remember I called into the Fred Akers show. I was old enough to do that. Okay. So Fred Akers was a previous head coach, of course, at Texas. He had Texas, yeah. Jay for you, he had multiple 11 win seasons at Texas, by the mm-hmm. way. Oh, I don't know Fred Akers' I mean, history. He, but he was kind of a washout. Taking a paycheck, wasn't he? By the time he got to Purdue, he was cashing in. Well, he was he had five wins his last year at Texas. Okay. But at Purdue, he was 49 years old when he started at Purdue. And he had already had multiple 11 wins. Things were different back then. 49 was an old man. Right, right. On. So he was three, seven, and one. Another, we see that with Burton, that too. And then he went way up to four and seven. <laughs> and then he went to three and eight. The 
The funny thing is, I'm taking just three years, right? The only coach that really only had three years on this list is Hazel, okay? But you can tell <clears throat> it's pretty accurate. At three three years, you can tell what a coach is. Oh, I think okay. three years is fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> here's another guy who didn't have any coaching experience, Jim Coletto, 47 years old, four and seven, four and seven, one and ten. That was my freshman year. <laughs> was it the one in 10 year the one win that wasn't the one year Matt Pike beat the hell out of California right that was a different year no it's a different year I think it's the year before they were still not good and Cal was ranked right and right. they inexplicably so again, just so again no, else but, but Coletto yeah, was, was kind of a guy that a lot of people thought was a good hire because of his his resume his you know where he came from Joe Tiller he was a head coach at Wyoming he had had a, a double digit win season at Wyoming he mm-hmm. was 55 years old when hired okay he went to three bowl games. He started, of course, as we were talking about earlier, nine and three, nine and four, seven and five. Damn. That's okay if you're into that sort of thing, guys. <laughs> and then people got mad he wasn't winning yeah. the game. Well, everybody did. Because remember, uh, manage your expectations. Manage well, th- your expectations. This is what happens when uh, you you think it is given, you know, after a guy does it a couple of years and you think it's, uh, your divine right, yeah. right? You know, like, yeah, and, okay. and now we're dedicating a tunnel to him on Saturday. Yeah, right. The next guy. So now we're, we're, we're obviously in the modern era of what I'd say we're well in the modern era. Mm-hmm. After Joe yeah. Tiller, uh, you have Danny Hope, who was not uh, a lot of people's favorite pick. He was head coach at Eastern Kentucky. He was solid at Eastern Kentucky, lower division though. He was 50 years old when he started five and seven, four and eight. And then the big seven and six year. Where they finished at the heart of uh, Texas, Bowl. or no? Yeah, no, no, no. Dallas. No, no, no. Yeah, I thought. I thought because didn't he have one more? I thought no, 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 no. The seven and six year. I think. Oh, they you're went right. To Motor, he had City. Another Motor City, and then and then yep, the year he got correct. fired, and he was and at the, the bowl. <laughs> well, they Dude, but he, he was coached in the the through. They, they <laughs> sat him down. Burke sat him down at three and six, and said, "We're going to make a change at the end of the year." And Hope, who loved being, as you always said, he loved being the coach. He agreed to coach out the season as a lame duck, and they won the last three games for him because it was. Typical Morgan Burke decision-making, like three winnable games ahead, and that's when you get rid of them. So then he can win them. That's why I have that great picture that I, I used a couple times. There's teams carrying them off on their shoulders after the IU game. Yeah. They're 6-6, six um, and six and they go to a bowl. Which I, there's I, a good I, question here. Um, uh, Pinola, or Pinola Photography says uh, Tiller brought a staff with him too, right? This staff is still getting used to each other. Okay, so this is uh, interesting. Interesting. Well, he brought almost the entire staff, he? and he lost one to cancer before they started coaching at Purdue. Okay. It was wild. Um, yeah, so he had almost the entire staff. And then he lost one the next year, or Olsen. I think he was he went to the NFL. Or two years later, two years in, something like that. But, yeah, he brought his staff. He brought he brought them with him, most of them. So uh, then we got the, the fun, the most fun of all, uh, yeah. Daryl Hazel era. Uh, 49 yeah. years old and hired. He was head coach at uh, Kent State. Started off with a bang. All you guys who remember this, one and eleven. Then he improved greatly, three and nine, and then two and ten. Before, and I will include his fourth season, which was only three and three. He was gone before. If you don't remember, he only made it to three and three. But he did get to click his heels together after they beat him. Which is amazing because at three and three, I do distinctly remember thinking, "Well, this is." This is better than it's been. I remember thinking that. It's but, 500 uh, halfway through the season, you were like, oh, oh dude, yeah. It's like again, it's, it's, prime think, it's prime thinking of the last, uh, uh, you know, AD, which is like, it. you should have known at that 2-10 year 
like that the the year after the three win, right? So you give one year to reset. You've won two more games in the next year. You still don't really know. And then that third year, you should have made the call, right? Yeah. But we're Purdue, and so it's, it's well, you know. Well, it was Babinski's it, first order of business, wasn't it? Didn't he come at, in? It was after Babinski. It was a, Burke didn't make the call, right? Right. And Babinski so Burke came in and fired him. But, you know, Burke, it, it, would, it could have been his last thing. It probably ended up timing really perfectly for, for Brom to come. But, yeah. I hate yeah. To, Well, I was going to ask you a question, but I hate that this is so dark, but I've already started, so I can't reel it back in now. <laughs> Let's say that Ryan Walter started with those exact same numbers as Hazel, which I don't believe will happen. No. Would he get that much rope from Babinski? Will he get a fourth, half a fourth season? No, no. I don't Probably. think he can go. If Babinski is still there and it goes, he goes – one, three, then two wins. I don't think that so. th- that third year is when third you, year know. you have to that show. Third progress. year is when you yeah. know, and that's all that we are asking. We are saying yes. if chance. you are off board three games into this, goodbye. I will come yes. back to you a year and a half from now and start this conversation. And if, th- and if you turn out to be right, Anish will give you a cookie. Great. Congratulations! Awesome. I've got a stale one, stale chocolate chip cookie sitting <laughs> on my counter on right it, now. I'll give you that one. Exactly. Um, but like three games into a 37 year, four games into a 37 year old's career. I know. No, you can't yet. Yeah. And so the, this is great. So I think the, um, the, the moral there is that three seasons and you know, how long do you give him is the question that we keep saying two by two and a half years. That's 36 know. games. That's 36. Games. That's, that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. a lot of games. It's more than four. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so you're like, currently ten percent into that, so, so maybe we'll pump see. the brakes just a little. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. We'll and, see. And and it's not. And I I don't. We don't at Boys Sports actually. We don't ever like to play the whole. Well, you know, this could have happened because Boiler Dad will then go, and I could experience a growth spurt. That's his favorite thing <laughs> to say to us. But I but grow hair on top of my head and become a as model, much as you <laughs> come down on the start. They led by double digits against Fresno. They had the ball in their hands to win at the end. And I don't even want to play that game with Syracuse, even though I think Purdue can play with that Syracuse team, even this iteration of Purdue. But they lost by 15. I mean, shit, if you don't take a half off versus Wisconsin. Exactly. Just make it a game. But let's just say the one that was in their hands. Hold on. Then they're suddenly two and two, and you're like, all right. I don't think – I don't – so I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth a little bit here, and I'm going to do it anyway. But the the Purdue fans are not that demanding. All we really want is something to cheer for. (laughs) Like we yep. want, we want yep. the team to compete. I think generally we want them to compete. And the first half yep. they didn't compete. Fresno State to me is a little bit better than what we saw in Wisconsin. That that bull crap in the first half is just horrible football. That, I don't want to see that again. That's why I said that's shades of these some of these dark eras that I'm talking about here. On I tweeted it. I mean, like when you get down by 14 in the first quarter, you are flirting with disaster obviously right and it wasn't like it was like bang they had a pick six and then purdue punted it and they returned it for no it was like purdue's gonna hold every other play and then they're just gonna give the ball give short field and then the defense is gonna trip all over themselves right it was like everything's bad here everything's yeah, bad we weren't even forcing third downs no i think they were like well, two or well no that's nine. not true they were they were eight of eight to start the game on third no down. but i felt like those first quarter i feel like the first quarter there were maybe two because I just distinctly remember. Could be right. Could be right. But that means, they, I mean, that's a lot of third downs in the second quarter, if that's true. Like, they they were on fire. Uh, and Purdue 
Purdue would just let them have the the chunk plays. Like it Someone, was ridiculous uh, that they're down. Zach Young over on the side says, uh, and this is this is something that's worth noting. Plus the three yeah. losses are to teams that are a combined twelve and one right now. That's Two, that's that's a all that's a three good receiving yep. votes. Right. One of them, yeah, right. the worst one, if judging by power five distinction, is ranked. You know, Dino yeah. just coached Syracuse to their first undefeated non-conference ever. Ever. Their first undefeated non-conference six season. Last year. How's that possible? No, they sure. didn't. Yes, they didn't did. win all of their non-conference games. Six and I promise. But six and really? I thought Schrader was hurt before the sixth game. That mm-hmm. this is, the the big stat was, and everybody was like, "This is it's nuts," because Syracuse has never been great, but they've never been bad. Any and this and Wisconsin is Wisconsin, and it's under Fickle. I know you know it. it they're a good team. You can't really, you know, um, they're resetting. They're still trying to find their identity. Their running back, their kind of 1A running back went down. And so Purdue could have hung with them, but they didn't. These aren't bad teams, right? And this oh, is a tougher slate. This that. is a tougher opening, I yeah. think. This is a tougher opening four games than the last six years uh, has seen. You know what it was, Anish? They didn't play. They got right into conference play, and they did start 6-0. and Then they played Clemson and lost. Then they played Notre Dame and lost. So that's why they didn't lose. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's that's not a non-conference for them. Well, right? Notre Dame, technically, Notre Dame Notre football Dame is, is technically non-conference, non-conference. Right? non-conference. In football. They just play yeah, an ACC schedule. Which is nonsense. So. And then it's utter nonsense. Yeah. They're an ACC team. But. So they did start 6-0, and finished 7-6. and Wee! So, um, gosh. But, but yeah, great, great I points. Bet. that. The, and, again, that's not to make you feel like, okay, I should it's be happy okay. with this one it's and not, three. Yes, but exactly. but but they're not losing to say oh I don't know Akron. There's Q. There's the I think that's the guy I met right there. Yeah, Q actually earlier asked you to give him a shout out because I gave him a shout out on the post game. Q, Look, Q, we don't take requests for shout. This is not the shout. But out. I gave him one. He requested in person. I gave he wanted him a shout out, one. but he wasn't there for the post game, and I gave him one. I gave him the shout out. Speaking of the other side of the uh, uh, the analytics desk the bs analytics desk that actually did homework this time yeah so that's historic look at purdue well right i got one more i got one more because i think it's important okay one more i think this so i've already given the point that there are a couple things people have asked one has purdue hired two good coaches in a row well according to this not really okay not since 1978 so before that and people who can remember further than my life you can tell me okay here's the other thing okay so Jim Young started kind of poorly, five and six, so sub five, and then he, boom, right away, second year. So there's not a lot of evidence and and memory of Purdue fans saying, oh, we can get better. But if you look at this, there also weren't any coaches that were hired in, like, infancy of their coaching, right? He's the youngest coach, and he is a position coach coming into the job. So that's the whole thing. He could get a lot better. He could get a lot better if he learns a few tricks. Here's the other thing. Molenkoff, Fat Jack. Okay, so you go way back. I think Molenkoff is the standard bearer for Purdue football. He was 53 year old, 53 years old when he started Purdue. He had no head coaching experience. Okay. He started his first season three, four, and two. Okay. Second season, five and four. These these game numbers don't make any sense anyway. Third season, six, one, and two. Okay. Molenkoff went to a total of one bowl game. I told these guys this off the air. Went to a total of one bowl game because the Big Ten only let their members go to the Rose at that point. He went to one bowl game. And he had 
tons of wins, right? He's well, I, I think his winning percentage is mid 60s, maybe high 60s. So the whole thing that I think we look at is there's a chance that he can get a lot better. There's a chance that that this coaching staff can get better. But I think the hardest medicine to swallow for some, and I know I know some people that are talking this way, good friends of mine, family of mine saying that this job shouldn't be along the job learning. And then Anish, I know you have a lot of counters to this with, with yeah. really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's wrong. Like I'm so, like in current. I don't know if it's wrong, but it's, 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 wrong. A, it's an opinion. No, I don't no. know if it's wrong to say that you want Purdue to hire a guy with head coach. No, 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 I don't no. Think, I, don't think I didn't say that the wish is wrong. Yeah. I'm saying the reality and the expectation. You can hope that a Purdue reset year is six and six. That doesn't make it correct. Purdue is not a job, but Purdue got like per that's why I don't fault the letting Hazel stay for an extra year because it timed out perfectly where you could get the established guy who was a little bit older, had significant head coaching experience, and was a clear rising star that fit exactly Purdue's profile yeah. that you could lure in Jeff Brom to Purdue. That does not happen. That so rarely happens. There are 16, I have a list of 16 coaches, 17 coaches hired in the last four years, all at programs equal to or greater than Purdue's uh -oh. lot in things. Some of these like Marshall is clearly kind of a, you know, a lower level team here, but like all hired uh, coordinators or assist associate head coaches with no head coaching experience, all between the ages of 33 in Kenny Dillingham's instance at ASU and 45 is the oldest, which is, you know, Mike Elko. One in there that I would have loved to have gotten and man, did they strike gold? It appears is Dan Lanning. Dan oh, Lanning yeah, was a position coach 30, or was it 37? I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's, Dan he's Lanning. He's on big list. Dan Lanning was on the um, uh, was on the staff when Cristobal left, and you know was poached back to uh, Miami, wasn't he? Or yes. was it the same? No, he or went back was to Miami. The, yeah, and so he went back to Miami, and so there was a little bit of of um, you know a little uh, talk about a program that keeps hiring good coaches. Oh and no! Then... So that was it. Dan Lanning was the same profile in SEC. Um, uh, like, coordinator, yeah. just like Cristobal, that went back. So where was Georgia's he? Where DC. was he? Georgia's DC. Georgia. Okay. Well, here, by the a, way, by the way, there's a, a. I mean, I know it wasn't on the job training, but Georgia hired right, Smart had never been a head coach, and they hired. Him. So I actually have Kirby Smart. He's not on the list, but Kirby Smart and and, and Ryan Day technically do qualify for right. this. Kirby right. Smart is 47 currently. He coached Georgia in 2016. 2016 is seven years ago, so he was 40, 41 so, when he was hired, and he went to the national championship game in year two. Kirby oh, Smart. Ohio State and Georgia are the two best jobs in the country. I mean, Kirby like, Smart. That's, is like I was just saying everyone looked older 30 40 years ago Kirby Smart is the one that still looks like an old he looks, man at his, he looks like a throwback to the 80s right the whole, right the whole right when when 40 to 47 was like an old man like right. I don't know if you've ever gone down those rabbit holes on like Twitter where people post pictures oh it's of, crazy people, people in high school from, like they look like they're the 26 one that sticks in my head is <laughs> the pictures of Jim Croce you know the singer Jim Croce <laughs> Those pictures, like the famous one, the album, because he died young. The famous album cover that you're all thinking of, he's like 24 years old or something. It looks like he's 48. <laughs> Nobody 50. ever drank a single glass of water before. Nobody drank water. Everybody drank alcohol. Everybody smoked incessantly. 
it's it's incredible. But but so Kirby doesn't look doesn't bad for so forty seven, but he's like our age. I think he looks like an old man. He well, somebody, more than somebody, did you hear? I said this? I don't did compliment I you, you guys often, but you guys look younger than Kirby Smart. <laughs> guys, the, guys, hold on. Speaking of looking younger in the '80s and old, listen to this. This is great. The movie Cocoon, which came out, I think, in like '87. Are you going to do like the Wilford Brimley line? Wilford Brimley was fifty in the in the movie, and they found the Fountain of Youth. He was fifty. Right, there's a, he there's was a, fifty in the movie. There, I'm forty-eight. There's a you have to search for this. There's a Twitter account. Yeah. That simply tracks what they call the Wilford Brimley line, the Wilford Brimley cocoon line. And when a celebrity turns 50, they announce their birthday and say, this celebrity is now the same age as Wilford Brimley in cocoon. And it gets progressively funnier every year because <laughs> it'll be like Matt you know, Damon recently crossed it. Right. And it's right, like, right. Right. Tom Cruise was like 60 stuff like that. And you're like. It, but it'll be some gorgeous, you know, Salma Hayek has hit the Wolverine right. cocoon line. And you're like, what? what? Like, yeah. By the way, on this list, you know, this is kind of lower, lower levels of, by the lower levels of this. Tim, speaking of fountains of youth, uh, or maybe just that time is never, or is, is, uh, <laughs> is always, circle. is always moving forward. Uh, Timmy Chang is back at uh, Hawaii. That rules. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that. Now, I don't follow Hawaii football close enough, I will admit. But when you said that, I said something like, I feel like he was just, I know it wasn't just, but I was like, I feel like he was just the quarterback. Because I feel like he was the quarterback since they were, they had that really good little run. But then I looked and he's 41. I would have bet a million dollars he was younger than Nish. And he's That's not right. He was hired. He was hired when he was 40. And Hawaii, that job is a disaster. And they just brought home the, the favorite son. They're like, please. Come live in Hawaii and come live try. in Hawaii and coach a football program where what can the expectations even be? Exactly. It sounds why did June Jones stay there forever? Because it's an amazing job. Like man, no, oh, what are you doing in Syracuse? Dino man? Babers, why? go coach Hawaii. You're from he's from there, isn't he? Yes, he's from and Hawaii. It's just like he's he's it, it just you have moving done the boulder you know, up the hill in, in northwest New York State. It's it's terrible. Going but on this list, every game. I mean, yes. that's pretty awesome. And Which is the most weird shirt. looking. Like a coach is like coaching his ass off, and he's got a lay on. Yeah, it's like when, it's like yeah. when um, I support his, like when Izzo wore the elf costume and then was like yelling at the refs. Right, and, then, and everybody's <laughs> used that photo because it's amazing. <laughs> it was funny for a few <laughs> minutes, and then it looked really weird. Yeah. Yes. Everybody, uh, whenever they have like the coaches, the Maui one, and they're they have like particularly angry. You have a you have sneakers in your leg, like nobody looks as good in that get up as Matt Painter though. Matt Painter. He looks like he's on his way to the buffet at the at the luau. (laughs) Got the lay the Hawaiian shirt kind of over the belly. Oh man, that is that is a dad on vacation right there. Oh, that's so good. Um, on this list. You have Arizona State, Notre Dame, Oregon, Mississippi State, Van. Uh oh. Washington State, SMU, Virginia, Washington, Baylor, South Carolina, Duke, and then you have Marshall, Hawaii, South Florida. All in the last four or five years have hired first-time head coaches at around the age of forty. That's where things are going. This That's is going. this. If you are not one of the marquee programs where you can hire away from one of these folks, or even if you're Notre Dame and you see that you have a shooting star among you, it is worth taking the short-term lumps because of the way that college football is changing. Well, think about how rare I like Mac Brown hire is anymore. 
hiring the old man who you know has been successful and maybe knows what he's doing and has proven he knew what he was doing. Like, that's rare anymore. Even Saban. I mean, he was hired. He was he was 50s, mid to late 50s. I mean, he's over 70 now. He's been there like 15, 16 years. The last person of Purdue would have hired Kevin Sumlin, right? I mean, like, you know, the, you had... Some of us advocated for that. But yes, head coaching experience, you know, right now, and you could do it. It's not the not the worst idea to bring him back on staff. Oh, a, I would love that advisor so Just to say, hey, like, how do you run... A he program? didn't forget everything about football. I know no. Arizona was not a good situation. No, like, it's, that's, that's an interesting thing right there you say, though. Bringing this advisor thing on, it's a relatively cheap proposition, right? And you've got stacks of gold bars in the basement because of big 10 <laughs> network money right i mean as it's not an new epic jersey bad senator. idea yeah that's right yeah as a new jersey oh, a little swipe up new jersey i hear yeah, he's hey, he's got the I gold bars me. there for right, all the emergencies just in case feelings. just in case he's pounding his desk telling you he's not going anywhere it's like it's so good we'll it's see so <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see if you don't go anywhere but speaking of jed fish's name is on this list jed fish what a name what but he's a little bit fish i don't even know who that is he's arizona's head coach now and he is not very good are you he messing is, with he, us he was a patriots quarterbacks coach oh, that is how much of a disaster i arizona got a, i got a little trick for you don't hire an ex-patriots coach yes well <laughs> it's so work. weird right He's the next one. Speaking of the Nick Saban, uh, you know, school for gifted and talented children, the rehab coaches. To be fair, the opposite is true of Saban as as hiring Patriots coach. His coaches go on and win. Saban coaches go Sark, Lane, uh, Kirby Smart, Dan Lanning. I, I mean, know he's uh, Georgia. Sorry, he's under. Well, I mean, so it's still what's 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 the buyout? Uh, Jimbo Fisher. I just call him the buyout now. Um, but Jimbo for a while was a good coach. He was a Saban assistant for a fellow West Virginian. If Jimbo had a normal contract, he'd still be considered a good coach. It's when you right when you right. get a contract the expectations like that, now are so you gotta high. be superhuman. Yeah. I mean see, so one of the names on this list is Mike Elko at yeah. Duke. Forty five yeah, yeah. years old. Awesome. He was the old he's, awesome. he's the oldest on this list. So he he had been a coordinator he's for forty five. He was a DC. He was DC. He was a Jimbo's DC at yeah. uh, Texas A and M. like all of these guys are like have really strong recruiting Duke, um Duke is you know that plus ranked. their position goes. Mike Elko ranked yeah. can Duke you he is, he is currently thirteen and four in two seasons at duke so here's the thing elko could be a candidate for michigan state he could probably hold out for a better for arkansas let's hope he doesn't go to michigan state and get soiled there but you can get he can get immediately he can get one of these big two middle tier jobs i think he could he could get one this off season would you do that mike yes would would you do that or would you say you are duke you can pet you've got the coffers and mm. play it like Mark Stoops. Yeah, like where a, if, a stadium that holds like three yeah. instantly wins. No, because here here's the no here's the parallel the, the, the parallel I'll give you. You risk becoming um Campbell. Campbell, thank you. You knew where I was going. Because th- that's what Campbell did. Campbell's been offered, he's gone through the cycle too. That the room was off the rose now. He's not gonna get offered anymore. They're bad. That's my point. You don't have to go. You don't have to go right now, but you can wait probably a couple of years, right? Campbell, how long has Campbell been there? 
But Duke, five, I think Duke at this six. point is probably maybe a better job is, than Iowa State. I don't know. It doesn't really yeah, matter. This both. is a peak, but but how much better can Duke get than a thirteen and four run where you're ranked, you're four and a, this this could be like I mean, this could be their pinnacle. Another win or two. And... You're never going to face pressure at Duke. Never. You're never facing pressure. I don't pressure. know about that. Cutcliffe was getting some pressure towards the end. Cut I, was. I, you're right. But you've got eight years before you're facing pressure. Cut, you Which know, is bullshit because Cutcliffe was fantastic there. Yeah, he was right. another guy who, to your point, he he followed the logic you're making right now. He Kim got, was in his eighth, eighth season. Eighth season. Yeah. yeah. I, you, know, you know me. I don't know anything about time. Right. No, Cutcliffe, time though, Cutcliffe did get tire kicking on him many times over the years in fact i think tennessee made a serious run at him and he and he had coached at tennessee if i'm remembering correctly and he, he, was, and he was peyton manning's quarterbacks coach okay, and so obviously wanted him at his school and and cutcliffe was like yeah i'm listening to a niche what pressure will i ever face at duke i like it here just be and a millionaire be a low stress millionaire low in stress low the expectations triangle. millionaire in 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 the triangle <laughs> which the better job but that's what i'm saying it's probably better kind of natural resources job than something like iowa state well you, know, and you also Michigan, would live in the triangle instead of ames arkansas Maybe I, like you know what I mean. If you get the Arkansas job, sure on paper they're going to pay you a buttload. The Pitman's not going anywhere. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope the oh. Pitman doesn't go anywhere. Niche, your friend, the Pitman. I love the Pitman. I love the Pitman so much. <laughs> he nuked his social media. Did you see that? That made he's so. Speaking of strange coaches, like we caught at the so beginning great. of this, he's so strange but perfectly uh, Arkansas. He's like a perfect. Oh, that would be great. I need He'd more IU weirdos in my life. They'd be good. They'd probably be good. Okay, uh, guys. Here, here. We, we talked about this off, so I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. But yeah, who is who is weirder, Tom Crean or Tom Allen? <sighs> either way, I don't want either of them to leave my life. I like them both. Yeah, in my sadly, life, sadly, one is fading both. into oblivion right now. <laughs> <laughs> they were not there at the same time, were they? Or were they? No, I don't I, think they were. Genuine, no. I genuinely think no, Tom Allen is a better, that? is a nicer human like oh, I think yeah. he'd be more yeah, pleasant too. to be around. I think Tom Crean is a nightmare. Like, right? Because <laughs> the weirdness never stops. He's a weirdo just, and a he's intense. He's high. Well, I think Tom Allen is earnest. Is in his, like, I th- Tom Allen a, is not a dis- disingenuous guy. I don't think. No, I don't think Tom, so. Don't Tom think so. Allen is like a character out of the office. Like you know, he's he, he loves he's being the regional manager. Loves completely it. oblivious. He's kind loves of like his job. Exactly. I was just yes. going to say, he's like Danny Hope. He loves being, he's Ben Davis's head loves coach. It. He loves being IU's head coach. That's <laughs> he why, loves it. that's why we don't hate Danny Hope. We in fact miss Danny oh, Hope. Danny because Hope Danny loves the job so Fun coaches we've ever had. So yeah. it's like, I think IU, and the 2019, if you look at that coaching staff, Kane Womack was defensive coordinator. He's oh. shaping up to be, you know, like an Jimmy SEC started. coach or a big 10 coach. You know, soon he's at South Alabama. Um, what's what's his Washington's name? Um, what's the uh, uh, head coach over there? Um, Kellen DeBeer was yeah, offensive DeBeer. coordinator. Right. You have Penix, who was uh, you know recruited. Not the name correctly, it. please. I mean, <laughs> it's like speaking of like get lightning in a bottle. Like that's nuts. Oh, that's yeah. absolutely insane. Not only so that, good. but you could. I th- yeah, I thought you were going to go down the road of. Purdue's coaching staff during the darkest times are now coaching like All Marcus over Freeman great jobs. Yeah. And you know who is? Do you guys know who his offensive coordinator is? Yeah, Jared he, Parker. Jared Parker. Yep. <laughs> who was the <laughs> interim coach? Like the weirdest twist six. of the whole thing to me. It's so bizarre. He's I don't just understand going up and up and up the ladder. By the way, but Notre but Dame like we... has to come to Purdue for their football coach 
their basketball coach and their women's basketball coach. It's, come on, guys. It's a disaster. That's it's fine. a disaster. Well, but I, I, just, I love having that little thing to be like, well, when you guys need a good coach, I know we're going to come pull. <laughs> hey, here, I got another question either or. Okay, whose rant was – I hate the word cringy because it's such a – Who whose rant was more it. uncomfortable or pissed you off more? Kirby Smarts or Ryan Days? I Kirby Smarts Kirby before – huh? What was he mad about? Was he was about? pissed off that they didn't get a respect. Oh, shut the hell up. I'm so tired of that. Yeah. Right. I, That's what I'm saying. The Ryan Day thing is the same thing. So which one gets you more angry? So I, anytime anybody is angry at Lou Holtz, I take their side. As ludicrous as it is. Lose 86. Lose 86 and was asked on our Notre Dame radio program to say something. What do you think? And I read a great thing today that said he was right about saying Ohio State's soft. Because when they have been punched in the mouth by Michigan, they've By the way, Notre Dame drove down the field on them without throwing a pass. Ohio State couldn't – how many fourth downs? Couldn't stop them. It's It's, just like boom, boom, boom. It's the perfect outcome for – it's it's Marcus Freeman showing he belongs there and then Notre Dame making a a series of terrible mistakes and, you know, tripping up on the goal line. I mean, like well, tripping up just right. Learning on the job. We alluded to it earlier. That's it. Marcus That's Freeman. Oh, that was a big learning. The last two plays, he had only 10 men on the field, and he didn't sub, even though the rules said he could, because he didn't think he could, and he didn't have a timeout, and he didn't want to get a penalty. And the penalty would have moved them but it a foot have gotten, closer to the goal. He wouldn't have gotten a Maybe penalty, a right? They would have he would not have gotten a penalty. Because it would have allowed a substitution. made a substitution. The officials would have let him stop. But nobody realized on either team that this is the kind of stuff, even for us. Obviously, for us, after the fact, it's really easy to say. I'm sure, especially for them. Afterwards, when you're watching tape, it's so obvious. But in the moment, this is where you need experience. This is where, like, okay, I thought you were about to make an excuse. No, this is where that day of experience matters. Exactly. And and where you keep your calm head, and you're looking for certain things that you know the assistants aren't, or you have a guy who's one of his one of his checklist jobs is to make sure we got eleven guys. Like, dumb as that sounds, that sort of stuff exists in in really tight buttoned up programs like a fickle program where they clearly paid attention to every single detail when when you're they were dialed in when you're fickle and even cincinnati which is i would say a program at this some people say jace with purdue saying uh, what fickle you're doing it in cincinnati it's lower profile you're doing it if you're kane womack you're doing it south l you know if you're jeff brum you're taking your lumps at western kentucky when you're trying out weird stuff like, I think that is the point where it's like stuff. when you start to get at even one of the mid to lower tier Big Ten or SEC teams, and you're doing this for the first time, even the pit man at Arkansas his first year, even though he's been around for 30 years, like he was having these head coaching, you know, head coaching moment, like strange decision moments, because it's your first year. It's the first time you're doing this. And a lot of times you don't have another head coach on staff because previous head coaches don't like taking assistant coaching jobs. Um, and so, like, you know, unless they're, unless they're young, like they're still young. And so it, like, this is what got us into this, right? What got us into this whole conversation, which was Marcus Freeman is learning on the job. Marcus Freeman is 36 years old. Ryan, or got the job at 36 years old. I think, uh, Ryan same, Walters and Marcus Freeman. Same, exact same. Exact Hired same at 36, age. he's 37 now. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it, and Freeman, you get a little bit more talent. Like you started out with a little bit more talent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
a similar one a that little. somebody on another podcast um, was talking about was oh uh, Zach Arnett. Zach Arnett is the defensive court was the defensive coordinator at Mississippi State. He was uh, Mike Leach's that was the associate head coach and took over the job after he died. Mm. Mike mm-hmm. Leach recruits his players in a specific offensive fast play calling style. Right. And his defensive coordinator, even though he has to create it, um, you know, opposite him, has his own, uh, you know, idea of what the team should be. And so that flip is just as sudden and just as strange and just as like, uh, you know, that's in jarring. terms of the that's, that's jarring. That whole thing is jarring. Right. But it's you're you're going from it, you, they lost a whole bunch of players to transfers. They move from a defensive to or from an offensive to a defensive coach, and Zach Arnett is thirty six years old, and he's he was been a good defensive coordinator. Analytics, you know, had loved his defenses, similar to Illinois and Mizzou's before that. But these are like Mississippi State, Purdue, like these are similar pro Arizona State, Vandy hiring Clark Lee from Notre Dame, the defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. Like these are the similar programs. I, I heard somebody on Twitter had this had this idea. They said they said nine, ten years from now, Ryan Walter is going to be a really good head coach. And I said, well, he's not going to have that much time. Purdue obviously he's not gonna, the Purdue's not going to let him grow up that long. It'll be four or five well, years. If he's still at Purdue, then we've had a lot of good years because yeah, but nine or ten years. Years. I mean, <clears throat> I'm I mean, I just don't. I don't. Somebody years. made the point that you can't do this in this era. Have that much patience. I tend to you agree. You, you're not. There's not going to be that much. We patience. just said that earlier that it's yeah. the three. But is, so, but the question is, by year three, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's we got to wait. The other thing that people were saying, and I, and again, you have um, alluded to this, spoiler down, mm-hmm. but um, the upperclassmen are from a from a recruiting class that ranked, you know, for the next two years. Are from 50s, a recruiting right? class that yeah is in the fifties. Jeff Brom started out really great, but the these these are the COVID classes, and that was a that did not work out well for Purdue. It did right? not. Some some programs they 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 kind of scored during that time, but a lot of programs didn't. Purdue's one of those. The other and thing, so, you, the other thing we you can't discount is the fact you've got so many guys that have never played together, being forced to be the backbone of the team. I think you've got two starting offensive linemen and two starting defensive linemen both transferred out that in itself, because those two parts are so important to this team. And we've seen so many examples of the offensive line, the defensive line looking shaky at times. I can't discount those, those four transfers. Those, those are, those are especially tough for me. Yeah, but, but I well, think there's it's not just you had that and you had graduation. I'm telling you losing 37 players off yeah. one roster that that's really hard and the, the, so i'm i'm throwing things together here that that to me are related one is that when guys transfer out there's a ridiculously high percentage of those guys who never play again or never make an impact again right so you have all these transfers coming into purdue and you're hoping they are all impactful and and can do the job do the role there right this is coming from a coaching staff that says i think this is going to be the fit based on what we think our team will look like. So some of those, some of those transfers have done a pretty darn good job, but think about Cole Brevard, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. Cole Brevard came in, not this year, but last year. And he really didn't have much impact last year at all. It took him a while to, to get seated here and maybe 
maybe even put on uh, he was pretty heavy maybe he just changed his body i don't know because he was boy out of the box i thought he was going to be a, a world beater for for brahm and he hardly played last year this year he's a starter and he's playing all the time that's the thing man they don't th this team does not sub enough regardless mm -hmm. i you got to get some guys up to speed regardless of situation because i think as the season plays out here's the question you get through you get through october let's say you get through oh and four okay worst case scenario but then november i think you what there's one winnable game in october is that fair i think well, maybe October, yeah. Let's see. Um, October. Is Nebraska is at the end of October begin. Iowa, Iowa, Ohio State, Nebraska. Okay, so I, I'd say Iowa and Nebraska both. It, it depends on how moody Ferentz is. Yeah, it's still Iowa. It's it's, it's yeah. this next. It's now, you see what they? Did you see uh, they look, don't even have an offense. I like the fact that Purdue has always had a had a had a habit of walking into Iowa. But I, yeah, Jeff Brown had a habit of that though. Let's no, even downs. no hope won there too. They they he won at Iowa. Hoped it. Keep so. I know he beat Iowa. I thought yeah. it was there. Right, but if only we had a way to find this out. But okay, I'll hold on. Let's so so let's think. You're going to get beaten up physically. The next three, <sighs> three. four weeks are going to be rough. All four of those teams are just rough in the trenches. They're big and strong. Okay, even Nebraska. So you get through that. Let's pretend for a second you go one, one. and three. So now you've got two wins, and then you have. Are you the, winning this weekend against Illinois? Or you're, this is a September game. You're you're okay. going for yeah, one of these. Four. That's not fair. Okay. Say you win. Let's just okay. have fun. You're you're two. So let's say you're three. Let's say you're uh, three. That would give you three wins. Three wins, and then you have the opportunity to play some teams that you should or could beat, depending on how you're looking at it. But you've already gone through this physical beating. Meat grinder, yes. Right? And it's a mental meat grinder too, right? A lot of these guys, it's going to be hard to keep guys super motivated. That's – that's so these two was, things really matter. So can you keep the my, team together if you if you get beaten up four weeks in a row, three weeks This in a row? was my only point about the Big Ten expansion not necessarily being a great thing mm -hmm. for Purdue. And it's not that um, – but like the – Perfect counter to that is Nebraska was supposed to be good. Problem is when you add four teams that are significantly better than Nebraska was when they entered the Big Ten, right? And so now the either the the gaps on your schedule or the opportunities on your schedule where you are stacking up things like like stacking up Big Ten opponents, like the end of the season where you play Minnesota, Northwestern, and Indiana, are fewer and further between. And that makes it that just makes the ins and outs of the season a little bit more difficult. I am always for playing more interesting non-conference games. This is where I do act, if you're Purdue, I do understand the uh, impulse. The at least this I will listen to the Twitter or the knucklehead uh, mob here, which is why not like balance how the Big Ten schedule is getting tougher for Purdue with easier non-conference games. I get it, but I also don't want to be playing Indiana State. I don't think that that is useful. They're gonna, right? It feels to me like Indiana State's kind of a mainstay of Purdue schedule, regardless if they're tough or not. Like, they just pop back up every, what, three seasons? And it may be just, right? a, it may be athletic directors doing yeah, favors I think for is. each other, right? I think so it is. Getting, giving them money a little right. bit. 
And um, back when we were there, Jay, it seems like Ball State was almost State always, was always play a MAC team, always play Buffalo, play you know, play right. one of the directional. And Hazel came in and they started losing to MAC teams on the regular. Yeah, well, that's Northern Hazel. Illinois beat the yeah. crap out of them. Yeah. Beat the crap out of them. Remember With, that? Um, it was like fifty-five yeah. points. Man, Man that was brutal. By the way, that's, a, um, that's the thing. That's that's it's a it's a much darker era than so so two quick th- well one quick thought on the schedule that you were just talking about, and then I I do want to address because we're over an hour. I want to address some of the requests we've gotten, but um, I we haven't talked at all about the Illinois game. Um, I think I hate to talk about must wins, but this win feels pretty important to me. Because if you don't win this game, you could be looking at being one and seven, one and eight. Because yeah, yeah, that's because then you play at Iowa versus Ohio State at Nebraska, uh, at Michigan, then finally home. But it's Minnesota, who you never know what you're going to do. So man, people are already chalking up, you know, Minnesota, Northwestern, IU. Like you're just going to go on this like winning streak, which I think yeah, it's possible. But if I, I don't know, man, like. Northwestern just proved they could come back from 31 to 10 in the fourth quarter of a Big Ten game. So, and Purdue hasn't again. Purdue hasn't been embarrassed by any of these teams. Like Purdue hasn't been completely outclassed by any of them. It really was against Wisconsin. Like Purdue just took a half off or took a quarter yeah. and a half off. You know it's what I mean? And like, it's not. Yeah. It's not ideal. I would recommend not doing that. Um, Walters, do, is do you guys be... know what uh, Illinois' uh, defense is ranked in the Big Ten? I don't want to know, do I? No, no, you do. Do you know what they're ranked well, in the Big Ten? I don't know. 13th. Do you this know what Purdue's season. defense is ranked in the Big Ten? Is this total defense of the season? Yeah. 12th? 14th? 14th. Yeah, buddy, bet the over. This is like a tickle fight, guys. And the good news is, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it because Purdue's defense has just made every quarterback look awesome, but I just don't think they're they're playing a quarterback or a system that's anywhere near. Yeah, yeah even outside of Purdue, those three quarterbacks that beat Purdue were good to very good. Like I've been like on a college scale. Like I think Garrett Schrader is awesome. Like for too. for a college too. quarterback, he's 47 years old and he is stout and he knows where he's going. He's confident. Yeah. Mikey Keene found the perfect system. In Fresno, yeah, uh, that Tedford is incredible, and then um, uh, what's his face at Wisconsin? Tanner Mordecai. Yeah, Mordecai, solid, not great. great. It's a great name, tremendous name, perfect name, but like not, you know, he's he's good, he's solid. Yeah, Um, I don't think that Illinois, at least on the. it matches up with the with those three teams, right? I think this is a more winnable game than before. Um, it's going to be funny. It. You can you can you can spin it either way, right? That Bert knows uh, his former protege pretty well, or right. that the, I don't think the there's any. I don't think there's anything. I don't know yeah. that Purdue's defense is doing right now that's fooling anybody, let alone Bert. I just don't think that even matters in this equation so early. I can't see anything. Like here's the thing that's annoying me about Purdue right now is that they talked about how they disguise the looks to end up where they are. There's no disguising right now. It, to me, this, this defense, they're just trying to Nobody's get on cool. the field and get off the field. They, they, they don't even get that heady. Again, the, the, I don't, it, well, against Wisconsin, I, I do have to say the front seven uh, was not as good as it was in the past games, but that's because Wisconsin has actual 
uh, cattle in their front. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're, they're Livestock. Line. Water it's buffalo. Just, they it's got just big, incredible. Um, <laughs> but like it, the defensive system, and it makes sense coming from a DB or coming from a, a you know safety, but a DB, like it depends on those corners playing like doing their job right it depends so much on their corners uh, handling it one-on-one and that is where a lot of this is falling apart and that's where the recruiting class seems to be the best of i know that we don't talk about recruiting because that can change with the wind and so who knows but it does seem like that's where most of the winds are coming and that's where most of the energy in the recruiting that's um, it's i mean is it just going, can, right? isn't it, it i i don't know maybe it's because of my old age but i just have a hard time thinking that many freshmen because these are like real old timey recruits. Yeah, it'll be two years from now. Yeah, it'll be at least two years from now before you see that, you know, into here. And so it's going to have to be transfers as well, um, especially for next year. Right. But um, yeah, it's once you break contain, like that's, there's nothing. Right. And if you're Wisconsin, it becomes no second level. That's what I keep saying. It's the weirdest thing. There's nobody back there. If you are, if you're playing Fresno, if you're playing Syracuse, I get it. You got to spy the quarterback, but I get it. You know, put all the pressure up front. If you're playing Wisconsin, you've got to know they're breaking through. I mean, like you've got to know that their horses are bigger and better than yours. And so you've got a plan, right? And so in that way, that'll be the, that so far is the, the biggest kind of thing. And again, once they realized it, they adjusted. That shows that this isn't an idiotic staff. This is just, they, they just didn't push the right buttons beforehand, right? They knew what to do. They just didn't know when to do it. It doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Make the whole plate out of black box. <laughs> what are we doing? We were we asked to, to sub in the uh, in the basket portion with uh, uh, actually two different requests. One was to discuss Minnesota's finish, which I sort of alluded to a minute ago. But so someone, there, were a few, there were a few points I made. I saw people on Twitter um, people, not just reactionary people, like people who tend to know college football saying, man, like Fleck is a good, and, and Bordeaux, you've acknowledged this. He is a good yeah. program builder. He, oh yeah. Identity wise. You can't deny that. You getting them to believe, what, but he is a terrible in-game coach. I've seen more than a few people point this out. Like the fact that you can't sit on a three touchdown lead over this Northwestern it, team. But is what they typically do, right? They get a lead and then they just sit on, they just grind every, everything slows way down. That's, yeah. that's their MO. That's been well, their you know, 21 points in the if right. you ask, if you against ask, the mighty Northwestern Wildcats. <laughs> if you ask Jeff Gosh. Brom on truth serum, what bugged him most out of his six years at losing, Purdue? I guarantee it Fleck. will be a losing record to PJ Fleck. Right. Like, oh, I yeah. guarantee it. He knows in his bones he's a better coach than PJ. Yeah. And for some reason, that game always got weird. And so it was that, oh, geez, I know. And he's we were also pro- asked, we were also asked about um, addressing, I don't know what needs to be said, but addressing the uh, Colorado's ass kicking this week. <laughs> but look, a couple things here. Number one, it's a good team. Oregon's really good, and they were a bunch of things we want to pull together, tie together a neat little bow here. Dan Lanning is, we mentioned him already. He's a young guy. One of the benefits of having these young, emotional guys as head coaches, you get those, you get a little bit of the swagger and that you don't get the Saban or the Belichick style we're on to next week kind of stuff. You get a guy who's tired of listening to this crap and he's going to get fired up about it and use it for his team and say, yes, you can have a camera in the locker room and yes, you can broadcast it. Right. That is that is some swagger there. And I will also give a little shout out to Dion in his post game because he said, that was great. 
I got nothing. They, got they were, he, he, he congratulated the coaches. They did a great job. They were prepared. We also played poorly. I did not expect that. That's on us. He didn't say it's on the D. He said it's on us. It's on the coaches. We need to be better. That's an old-fashioned butt whipping. I mean, I give him a lot of credit for just saying, hey, we got our ass kicked, and we deserve it. Now, I minus a few points just because at the end he did the Charlie Rice, Scott Frost. You better get us now. Oh, what was the man. what's the uh, Dan you Hurley? Dan that. Hurley did this too at UConn basketball. But Dan Hurley backed it up. Dan Hurley he won a national championship. Dion's not winning a national championship. He will be good. And I will revise my. I was looking good, again man. at their schedule. Colorado's going to go to a bowl this year because so, and seven that, wins, seven wins. That in and six. of itself okay. is so. I think this is where a lot of the impatience is coming. That Dion is able to take that many changes oh. and transfers to the you know to the. That's exactly where it's coming from. And win and turn what was the worst team in I mean one win. Worst and they got three. Are you talking about the impatience by Purdue fans? By everybody. By By everybody. I don't think I don't think so. I think it's much more I think it all comes from this list. I think it all comes from this list because people say Tiller did it, Brom did it. I think that's it. I think that's Fair. the whole thing. Yeah. I don't think it I don't think Purdue fans But you don't think that the current climate is that turnarounds are are easy or can be done more quickly now. I think Brom they, I think most Purdue fans though she say you you say don't yeah Brom attention. did a great yeah. job, Tiller did a great job. Those are two of the best Purdue football coaches in the last 50 years. <laughs> and the other guys who didn't turn it around right away, they didn't turn it around. Yes. That's the hard thing, I think, for Purdue fans to get their head around, that there is another path that you can actually have a guy get better in the second, third year. And that's what I wanted to kind of prove with with Jim Young, really, more than anybody. It, like, it can be done. Which was, what, 40 uh, years ago? Yes, a thousand years ago. <laughs> it's, uh, Molikov did it, too. He was 3-4-2. and two, and then he, uh, okay, sorry, Someone the in worst, there. Oh, worst. our friend Cobra Stats was here, and we'd have to go way back. Oh, but he pulled it. up a hilarious... It was like in the 1800s, wasn't it? Yes, he pulled up some 1800s coaches. Um, younger coach Indiana, like 60 yeah it was young 20 something yeah and 12 but i think that might be the period where purdue was actually literally using boilermaker that's oh, how they got that. the it is that period and it's a period where you would like it was like the wild west who played right you just enroll people in just, class like, boom the young storming teams would and sometimes you're playing high train. school teams back then yeah that happened often <laughs> and then the next week you play newt rockney's team what? <laughs> huh how is this Madness. And then you, then that'd be the season. All the time. And then that'd be the season. Yeah. Oh, hey, one one thing. Going back to this Colorado thing. Here's a way that uh, Colorado's season could absolutely fall apart. Their much of their success is based on their ones, and it's about five or six guys. That's. We they lost one of they lost their best player. I would argue, right? Oh yeah. And their second best best player is Shador Sanders, right? So if you lose one and two. Both those guys, you might start circling the drain. It could be that bad that quickly. Oh, yeah. He's I don't know who their and number two quarterback the, is, but it's not Sanders. Right? What so, the Oregon no. game also showed is Oregon's strength is the trenches. And their weakness is the trenches yes. because you're, you're not building it up. And all of a sudden, it turns into an ass. But I think USC is going to beat them in a different way this week. Well, because Caleb. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Now, it might be more fun. might be a shootout. It's at Colorado. Can you, I think can you bring see somebody's got the, a really good hard question here, guys? Which yeah. one? BTFUSC. I don't understand what those would be, those letters. <laughs> would you rather beat Indy or Wisconsin next year? Ooh, I like that. That's a hard I, I, I like it. Me. 
It's not I, hard for me. I losing to Wisconsin causes me yeah. no emotional uh, right. anything, pain at all. I've already come to I just want to see the that. damn streak end sometime. Yeah. I, it can end the year afterwards. Give me a Notre Dame win every time. Yeah. And you beat Notre free. Dame, and, and it helps everything out. helps you walk around the state of Huge. Indiana with a little hop in Huge. your step. helps recruiting. helps everything. Maybe Freeman can just go. We can go. He can go be North Carolina State's head coach or something like that. Just some team North that I can Carolina root for State. in peace. That it that I don't care about that much. This is what I what, have him go coach the Bears. It's fine. I'll root for the Bears. You I don't know, care. You've said that before. I would not wish that on anybody. Coaching the Bears. This is true. This is true. I th- maybe I was gonna say the I don't Lions. Know Marcus but Freeman the Lions are into Bolivian. Lions are are a better shape than uh, than the Bears are. So oof. Yeah, bears are in trouble. I know we got a lot of Bears fans. It's 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 really rough right now. And I don't know what Fields is five and twenty two as a starter. Fields Fields is done. The Bears have killed. He, him. he has to be done. The he Bears have killed soul. him as a prospect. You just saw it leave his body this oh. week. In fact, yeah, it's it's so oh, bad. Man. He was such a good prospect, and the, the Bears did the Bears thing against them. Oh, it's so terrible. Anyway, oh, by the way, yes, Notre Dame. Oh, speaking of NFL quarterbacks, uh, um. Garoppolo's in concussion protocol. Yeah, so, so does that up mean, in the wings? So is I think AOC is the he's the third string before that. So you've got Hoyer is your starter. This is one of the things. What has Hoyer ever done in the NFL? <laughs> ever done? He's never backup. come in spot duty and be like, "Wow, that guy's pretty good." I don't think anyone's ever said that. They said, "Wow, was that guy's who started the year." He wasn't the guy that started when Brady was out that year. Uh, was it Hoyer the Destroyer, or was it somebody else? No, Hoyer that was played um, that Matt year, Castle. but it was it was Matt Castle. Castle. Uh, it was Castle it? had that. He was yes. good. Uh, Matt Castle won eleven and five. Yeah, missed the playoffs. Yeah, 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 and then he got a massive deal. I think with KC, maybe he got a big contract with somebody right. after that. I think he just never was good. Again. Never did anything. Shout out yeah. Dudes, guys, name dudes. I don't know why I remember that so well. But Castle, the great thing with Castle is he was a backup in college and a backup in the pros. And I want to say even like a backup in high school or something. It was like, right. he was never, he was skilled and he had the Well, tools. he was from, was he from modern day or something like that in California? And so he was well, you know they're a good. lot of great, great right. quarterbacks. Where like even the backups, you're like, I'll take yeah. that guy, sure. And then right. he backed up, didn't he back up Liner at USC? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. Did I do all this from memory? Yes, God, you did. What that is stored good. up there? Pretty I good know. for an old Imagine, guy. But he didn't play he, there either. Imagine if we could free up this space for oh. useful things. Like <laughs> things that matter. The memory is clogged up now. You can't delete it. Um, there was uh, another one, which is, uh, I think, a, a question specifically for me, and maybe an unexpected answer, which is a no-brainer. South Haven Boiler uh, says, would you rather pay $1.1 million uh, for one baller every year or buy a good O-line with that NIL money? I would die to see a good Purdue offensive line. Just it's like happened. five years, five Three years straight one. of good Purdue offensive lines in this era, oh, that's it. That's I mean, all I want. Painter, I mean, Purdue hasn't had five good, good years of offensive lines since Tiller was here. Painter can take, you know, your threes and four stars and, you know, uh, insert joke here to, you know, and finish top three in the take Big them, Ten. Take them and, all the way to the tournament. Exactly. <laughs> Can't make my Sweet 16 champion joke I anymore. Know. I know. Yeah. I'll take the Sweet 16 stuff. That. Exactly. That's been taken from us. Uh, 
Enjoy a lot. Sweet 16 champs joke. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, no, offensive line. Give me, buy me an offensive line, please. Some, yeah. uh, some uh, big Purdue benefactor. Just start the uh, NIL collective just for the offensive linemen. Yeah. Just big corn-fed dudes. Yeah. Hey, guys, I, I, I don't know if you saw this a minute ago. Someone just asked the question, is the BS store, the insulated uh, mugs, uh, insulated can, they're gone. You, they're gone. You, you they're gone. But you know what's not gone, guys? Chance. You know what's not gone? If you go to Home Field Apparel, they have plenty of gear. T-shirts, sweatshirts. Uh, they have. They, mine says Home Field. Yours says Purdue. How about that? Um, you, can get, you can get a lot of cool gear and enter Boiled 23 at checkout and, and get 15% off. You know who else is always, always full of stuff? <laughs> you. I am. After AJ's. Pride. Yeah, after AJ's. Yes, I am. And AJ's will have – they'll have everything you want there. They'll have beers on, on draft. On there Thursday night. Yeah. How was Nobody, it, Jay? What did you it was, think? It was – as always, it was wonderful. And none of you were there to greet me. Not you guys. You guys are always willing to Gracious. greet me. But none of our – none of – I expected more. I expected more out of you all. But yep. you need to go to AJ's. If you don't – he says that people come in and mention us, so – if you go, you need to mention us. Our sticker is on the um, host uh, lectern Podium thing. Whatever. Podium. <laughs> lectern. <laughs> they're, giving, they're giving. It's collegiate. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'm being all like formal. The podium. Yes. Gather around. I'm about to tell you the goodness well, of the Adam mac and cheese bites. Get your notebooks. Yeah. That'd be a great class. AJ is 101. I love that class. Yeah. Oh, man. Adam or Jake could, could, could teach Get you. yourself some. Get get yourself to AJ's. It is a perfect place to go for a. I had a euro eat. last time, by the way, guys. What's oh, that? You getting it. healthy? It's delicious. Uh, did you call it a euro? Euro. I don't know how to pronounce that it's word. It's a euro. You say gyro. It's not. It's like the, in New York, they pronounce it gyro. It's incorrect. It's, it's euro. completely wrong. Do. I think yeah. Philly they do gyro actually. Yeah, Philly maybe maybe. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Take I apologize. My, my call it a hero mind. here actually. Yeah, that's even hero? worse. Well, that's weird. You never heard of it. Have you heard of a sub? Hero is a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Where do you think the term comes from? You think they called it a hero because it was, yay, it's a hero. I don't know. It came from the I word G-Y-R-O. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it makes perfect sense. I mean, it's it, no, word. no, it hero. doesn't. I mean, I get, I follow, I follow what you're saying. It makes Jay sense. Money and all of his random knowledge couldn't remember the word podium. <laughs> lectern is the same thing. You, But lectern makes it sound like you're about to, podium is like, you're just standing there. Lectern is you're about to deliver a message. Yeah, Something big is coming. Rally the truth. Oh, and this the thing that's coming next, Jay, is Jay Money, table of two. Yes! Yes! <laughs> that was an important message. Uh, well, Somebody said uh, in, in the comments that I, I like AJ's too much. If that's, if that's, yeah, no, loving I'm, AJ's is if that's the worst awesome. thing you could say, right, that's, then that's fine. Put that on my tombstone. A podium, right. Noodle says a podium is what you stand on. That is well said. That is true. <laughs> So in your faces, you two idiots lectern. making fun of me. Lectern. Lectern. I love it. It's it's closer to a lectern than a podium. I think, though, a yeah, podium is the this same This is my thing. favorite. I podium you don't stand on Anish will never get me credit for anything. That's the you most I'll get is, I suppose it's closer than, no, it's accurate. <laughs> no, but it's you don't stand what on it a podium. Is. I disagree with Noodle here. You don't stand. You stand behind a podium. You stand behind no, a podium. No. What do the yes. medalists stand on? The podium. What are the guys with the spraying the champagne and the well, race what did car you driving? Just say? Interesting, like, counterpoint. Was... Interesting counterpoint. Interesting <laughs> counterpoint. Because I didn't even think about the that. Metal podium. That. What did you think I was talking about? It's lectern. Well, Get no, out of so here, it's Greg. Like you're, you're, you're standing out, behind the podium. You're talking like yes. from it. People use it as lectern, but yeah. your no. Olympic, but your Olympic is the first good point you've ever made. Correct. 
Is it Todd, six, Todd, Todd is 16. Hostess Todd, station is the correct term. Hostess station. Well, what exactly. if it's a male Todd? You can't call uh, it a hostess station. It's a male station. hostess then. It is. It is. In your face. Ah, oh, Twinkies. So it's a must win against Illinois. And if we don't, uh, we just can't fire him. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, right. Start the okay. collection. Great. That was, the, yeah. that was the lesson from all of the actual research that we did. We'll have people starting the website via Ryan Walters. Still Excellent. Dick Wagon asks about the Illinois game predictions. I it, it, so you must win from both of you guys. I don't like the term must win ever. No, no I agree. I don't like it either. Yeah, but um, but you kind Tournament of, you games like are to. must wins, right? Because then you're done. So Purdue does well, great in those. I don't know, man. The whole team was there celebrating, flashing rings and stuff. It seemed like that's why I only from what I, I saw. somehow I put it up from my memory that they right? actually they literally won at the basketball team everything you could win until the tournament. <laughs> they won everything. Right. They won everything. They had right. two rings. Well, they should have another ring from from in November, champs. <laughs> right, right. Where's your yeah? What when, when they, they mow down everybody in there. Maui? Oh man, you're gonna be or Honolulu, wherever they're gonna be now. I yeah. saw Zach, and it's. I like, think they're yeah, gonna I mean, lose the first game in Maui just to change things up, and then they're gonna win the national championship. Jam. Well, we've had that's, this conversation. That's, that's what's gonna happen. Every team that ever time. lost to a 16 has won the national championship. The next. That's right. That's so that's right. I don't it's expect enough. that to change. No. And by the way, do they really need two rings? Wouldn't it make more sense to have one ring that had both accomplishments on it? No, but you've got a lot of Big Ten money you need up. to spend to stay exactly. a nonprofit. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> you can't pay them. That's you can't. Yeah, you can't save money. What they could have done the... is had one ring with really big diamonds on it, and so the ring would have been like. As big as my entire. Knuckles. Oh, you could do a a, a full knuckle. Uh, oh, yes, so they could punch oh. in the face with it. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, like brass, brass knuckles. knuckles. Brass knuckles. knuckles. Someone's gonna do that. Like if Dion won a national title, that's what it would look like. It would be a full. By the way, did you guys when, uh, when Dion wins a there, national title at Texas A and M? At A and M, yeah. What you mean. Did you guys what? see the throne being removed from the field such a great at Oregon one. as the band is playing? That is one of the best videos ever. Because they, if you don't know it, there's a throne on the sidelines of Colorado. Is it the defensive turnover throne? I don't really don't I know what so. they. And so that throne getting removed by two student uh, trainers after losing forty two hilarious. Yeah, so yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't, well, I don't like. I've never liked any of this stuff. The defensive chains. I, I hate all turnover. this. Did you see Akron had a tire? I saw that it was. I we, don't understand. It had no it tread was, on it. It was a it was ball, just ball a tire. Straight up tire. It was. They found tire. it on the side of the road in Akron. They were like, you know what? This will do. This is good. They almost beat Indiana. The rubber. The rubber. I wonder, was it even Goodyear? That's a question. That's a fair question. Is that because I think Goodyear Better wouldn't be. want to associate themselves with a bald tire <laughs> off my '82 Skylark when I was driving <laughs> in high school? That happened. Oh, that's true. My dad bought me used tires. That's. A whole other thing. There's a lot of pain in there. <laughs> used tires? Used tires. 38th Street in Indianapolis. You can buy used tires, my friend. It's uh, real. What could go wrong? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. As what long as your son wrong? is ready to change tires in the middle of the night when he's out too late. Because <laughs> I did. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, all right. I think we've we've droned on enough here been a good show guys uh appreciate your time appreciate our sponsors aj's and home field apparel um 
uh, tune in to the Boilermakers kicking off at 3.30, a must win, according to many around these parts. Watch by Douglas. Illinois and uh, Burt's snack a lot. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, snack a lot ass? Yeah, like snack a lot of ass. Yeah. Love you guys. Good night.